It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday and happy Valentine's Day right here on the Locked On Spurs. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio.com. And hope, hope you're having a lot of love today. Uh, it's a very special day for all you couples out there. And hope you're getting everything you want with you and yours. But um, the Spurs fans, they're kind of have a little bit of love for the Spurs considering how they started the break with a big win over Oklahoma City and more like a much needed win over OKC and it's going to be quite some time before your Spurs are back in action and by the way the rodeo road trip is not over so when they come back they'll resume that I think I believe it's at Utah correct yeah so hopefully the Spurs will continue this um, win into another win and more wins down the road now that will be something fans will love and speaking of fans there's going to have another fan episode today. Look, again, the Spurs don't play for a while, so why not bring in the fans? Let them have their opportunity to, to speak about their favorite team and more. And we're going to do that today. We're going to be talking about two topics. Basically, are just fans ready to, for this whole organization franchise to rebuild or retool? What do fans want to see done moving forward? And also, are fans acknowledging, at least do they even know that as currently constructed, this first team does not have a player that screams franchise player and how that may be key moving forward. So who is repping all of Spurs fandom? Paul Saldana. He's a longtime Spurs fan. Actually, a Spurs fan living in Houston. We got to talk to him about that and much more. Paul, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. And are you ready to bear the entire world of Spurs fandom on your shoulder? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm ready to try to share my my fandom with the with the Spurs fans. All right. Well, how is it living in Houston being a Spurs fan? Oh man, it's uh, it's great because you can throw up uh, <clears throat> five rings to their two, so that usually keeps them pretty quiet. Even though yeah. uh, the last couple of trips to the Toyota Center, you know, I've been there and it's been uh. Hasn't been as as good as it used to be the last few years. No, no it hasn't. The times are changing. The uh, Rockets are kind of on the upward trend, while the Spurs are kind of in a maybe a mediocre trend. But speaking of trends, Paul, um, look, Spurs fans they they have to know that this team is right there as far as rebuilding or retooling. Now, a rebuild, I think you know that just means to blow everything up. Let's start over from the from scratch. 
move forward. Retooling may be a trade here, a trade there, a player moving here, a player moving there to get everything back on track. As a representative of Spurs fans, do you think the right move for this team is to rebuild or retool? Well, from uh, from what I'm seeing online and you know mainly Twitter, it looks like uh, a lot of fans are just about ready for the the, the complete rebuild, and uh, and you know they got their eyes on uh, you know Lonnie and uh, Dejounte and you know possibly Keldon and the other Luca. Is that you know is that going to be our young core moving forward? Is are those are those the picks you know that the Spurs will will use uh, you know to develop you know this the next step in the franchise but uh and you know it looks like this year's pick will will be a, a, a one of the better ones we've had in a while so mm-hmm. uh you know the, it looks like you know the rebuilds kind of the writing's on the wall but you know also it's it's weird with the vets on the team you know the uh, maybe a, a, a slight tweak here or there can you know put the spurs back into the the middle of a playoff race, you know, obviously not this year, but maybe in the next, you know, two, one, two, three years, it's, there's a window, you know, there's a, there's a, a retool you can see with, you know, led by DeMar DeRozan, infused mm-hmm. with a young core and an aging LaMarcus. So, you know, it's kind of up in the, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to figure it out because, you know, this year has been, you know, such a roller coaster. Even last year, I think one thing that, uh, I mean, that that that's been so consistent with Spurs fans is the Spurs inconsistent. You know, us complaining about the inconsistent Spurs right. because you know they're consistently inconsistent. So right, yeah, they, they they really have been this season. And as much as that win over OKC was needed, just for morale, I think the Spurs themselves were down. And I know Spurs fans were definitely down. You were very vocal about that during that losing streak on uh, social media. But Paul. The Spurs do have pieces for a retooling if they play it right. They could sign and trade DeMar DeRozan in the offseason. He's up against uh, the final year of his contract with the Spurs. Um, You know, would they sign him and and then trade him? That could net something to him. And then that goes to the retooling. But are you afraid, and is this something that Spurs fans think about, that if they retool and bring in some solid NBA players that could push this team, back into title contention that that could stunt the growth of the younger players see with the with the retool yeah it's you got to walk the fine line of uh of um you know how and letting the, the letting the young core develop and you know be the foundation or you know and bringing in somebody who's at you know i guess if you want to feel like the grown-up in the room to mm-hmm. you know lift lift you know lift these guys games up another level and uh you know maybe maybe the mark can do that or you know maybe Maybe there is the option of, you know, like you said, the sign and trade. That's the million dollar question. I think if uh, if we knew that, you know, that the Spurs fans would would jump in on it. You know, jump in on, you know, whichever way would would take us. You know, the retool, mm-hmm. the rebuild, whichever, whichever whichever way brings us, you know, closest to the, you know, back back in the race for safe. Yeah, I mean, look, it is a fine line because you're seeing a little bit of that right now with Demar Derozan. And uh, for example, him at the guard spot, you know, you're not letting Keldon get his reps. You're not really seeing Lonnie get more minutes because DeMar deserves touches and rightfully so. He's a vet. He's an all-star. You know, he's leading the team in scoring and and assists. So there's that. And, you know, he's a proven commodity. 
uh, Lonnie, for example, he's showing that he is on an upward trend, but he's not a proven commodity yet. You know, he's, he has his moments where he looks good and he has moments where he's taking his lumps on the court. So you're right. It's an absolute fine line. You bring in uh, veterans with a sign and trade, for example, DeMar DeRozan or even Marcus Aldridge or what, what, just dangling him for pieces, then that could inhibit the growth of the uh, younger players like your Luca Samaniches and, and Keldon and, and Weatherspoon and, of course, Lonnie, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as far as the complete rebuild, reset, it sounds to me, and you mentioned that Spurs fans really prefer that direction for the most part. Paul, are fans ready for the the ripple effect of that that being more seasons of really bad play oh man ready or not i mean it's here mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's uh you know it's the first time it's looking like the first time in a long time that the uh the you know the spurs aren't gonna postseason season in and you know that's mm-hmm. gonna you know that you know it, the losing is not you know in the spurs dna so you know hopefully i think you know fans just want it to be as quick as possible, you know, no long process, you know, I mean, it, it you know, it, it, because, you know, when you go into the process like that, you got to get the matching players because it took, you know, even the Sixers a while to, to land on Embiid and, and Simmons where, you know, they got rid of a, the process, you know, also included, you know, the Okafor pick, mm-hmm. the Well pick, the Michael Carter, all those guys, you know, came and went. So just hopefully, you know, hopefully it's a, you know, the transition is going to be even something newer for us because, you know, how long is Pop going to be around for this transition of right. of rebuild? Does the front office want to want to do that for you know the last couple of Pop years? Have them, you know, struggling between 30, 40 wins. You know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of putting a couple bad bad notches on the on the you know the Hall of Fame legacy he's built. Right now, look. I mean, you look at the last few seasons. You know, he has been having Popovich. That is a one-and-done playoff run, so first-round exit, first-round exit. I mean, that's pretty much been the pattern the last uh, couple seasons. So this season, if they do make the postseason, that chance of him having another one-and-done series is high because they'll likely draw your Lakers or your Clippers or your Nuggets, whatever, whoever comes out on top. Um, That chance is still there. And as far as rebuilding, though, do you think that if they're going to rebuild everything, like a la Oklahoma City where they just blew it up, you know, giving away, you know, Westbrook and blowing up everything. Do you think Popovich should be part of that complete rebuild as well? Start over even in the coaching ranks, Paul? You know, I think, you know, with the where Pop's at in his career, you know, it, it might be something where you move him up up to the front office. Yeah. And, you know, him and, Ar- and RC stay involved and, you know, we go with, you know, who someone on the bench now, either Becky or Tim, whoever gets the mm-hmm. the nod from Pop. I mean. They can even go in the coaching ranks. I mean, the college coaching ranks, too. Yeah, there's there are those rumors. I mean, but yeah. I mean, we've been saying it for decades already, and, you know, in Pop we trust. So, you know, hopefully, you know, the exit plans, you know, something that, that'll last, you know, for, for decades to come, and it's not anything that, you know, Spurs fans are, mm-hmm. are you know, turning through coaches, you know, every couple years, like the rest of the NBA, because, you know, we've been we've been pretty spoiled. Just hopefully, you know, we're not rotten yet. You know, yet you're barking <laughs> at the team at the front office. Yeah. You know, we you know we we had our we've had a pretty good run. You know, maybe just a you know let's get it as quick as we can. You know, kind of rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And uh, see you know see where we're, see where the franchise is at. 
it sounds it sounds to me, Paul, that you, you yourself, just as an individual, now you're not repping the entire Spurs fan base, but just <laughs> you as a Spurs fan, you're ready for a rebuild. It sounds like you wanted to go that direction. I, I think I think I'm more I'm more retail. I really love seeing in Demar's game. It's just he's just so like smooth out there. That, I, I mean, yeah. I I would love to watch him for another. You know, like I, I think like I said, a tops three years. You know, yeah. it, but. But that may be that may be me being a little too selfish, you know, because I like his game. <laughs> you know, is that <laughs> is that right for the is that right for the franchise? You know, is, yeah. is his his uh, presence in San Antonio, you know, really gonna gonna stop? But I mean, you know that that's you know that's why the front office and pop, you know, they get paid the big bucks. To, they mm-hmm. get you know they have their eyes on on these players. They know they know what they have. You know, uh, in Demar, and you know, hopefully, Lamarcus, you know, what's left in the tank. Yeah, for that guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, there, there's definitely a crossroads for this uh, franchise as we speak, Paul. I think a lot of Spurs fans understand that um, this losing ways they've had at least technically the first quote unquote half of the NBA season, even though they're past that. But the All Star break usually is that middle portion of the season. Um, you're seeing the losing streaks, the eight game losing streak, the recent five, uh, four, yeah, sorry, five game losing streak. You know, a win here, a win there, then two win, two losses in a row, then another win. You, you know, it's it, it feels like this team is sputtering. That's what it feels like. They're just sputtering to get by, and in order to change, they gotta, as you mentioned, you prefer the retool, or as many Spurs fans want the rebuild. In my opinion, I think either way could prove beneficial. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like a win-win situation. Fine, you rebuild, great. Then Keldon and Luca and Weatherspoon are going to get their run, and here we go. Yeah, fighting for the future. You're going to get some really good picks. You retool, great. You're going to use somebody to trade, uh, sign and trade Demar or Lamarcus or, dare I say, any other younger prospects they have that could net them bigger fishes in the pond. Great. So it sounds like it's win-win. It just, it just pick your poison. Which way do you want to go? And I think that's what you're seeing right now. And I think it's a lot of frustration. I think the first domino to fall will be DeMar DeRozan at this uh, uh, end of the regular season or postseason for the Spurs. All right, so you heard what Paul had to say about rebuild versus uh, retooling. When we get back, Paul and I are going to continue our chat, but this time we're going to be looking about the roster itself. Could anybody on that roster be part of a rebuild or a retool as far as a franchise player is concerned? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back and I'm talking to Spurs fan Paul Saldana. He is representing the entire Spurs fan base on this fan edition of Locked On Spurs. Paul, I didn't ask you in the beginning, how long have you been a Spurs fan? Um, I was born in 88, so growing up, I think... Uh, you know, I was just a young kid, so I saw, you know, uh, to be honest, I saw, you know, the Astro, or not the Astro, the Rockets were winning. You know, the Cowboys were winning. The Rockets were winning. The Cowboys suck. But I think by by the time Timmy and and uh, David got paired up, 
you know, seeing the Twin Towers as a little kid just were, were you know, were awesome. So I think, I think it was the, you know, the, the Twin Towers of Tim and, and David Robinson that got me involved. I remember middle school, high school, you know, yelling at, arguing with Laker fans, you know, trying to, you know, during the, the Kobe chat. That was, that was always just so much fun, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, cheer, you know, cheering for the Spurs because, you know, it was either LA or San Antonio winning a championship, you know, at the yeah. beginning of this, of this millennium. Well, let's just put it this way. I'm not going to reveal my age to you, Paul, but I am a lot older than you. I'm older to be your father. Let's put it that way. So, um, my days began in the Hemisphere Arena. That's how far I go back. Oh man, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was I grew up in Corpus Christi, so the yeah. only thing I know was they they played at the Alamo Dome, and then mm-hmm. a few years later they ended up moving to it was, it was called the SW was it yes the SWB the SB Center yeah. yeah before AT and T Center. Yeah. So I remember that. So that that dates me a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. I was I I've been a Spurs when like I said when the Hemisphere Arena uh, was around. Uh, shortly after their move from Dallas to San Antonio, and this is even when the Hemisphere Arena only had one level. Uh, a lot of younger Spurs mm-hmm. fans obviously don't remember this because they went around like I was. But Hemisphere Arena used to just have one bowl, which was the lower bowl. That was it. The upper bowl was done later, later, like towards the end of their stay in the Hemisphere Arena before they moved to the Alamo Dome. And uh, that's how uh, you've probably heard about the obstructed seats um, came to be. Because in order to make that second level, they had to put these giant poles sticking from the ground up to hold up the second level. So that what that happened was seats were built around that pole and you could get uh, tickets for those for like two bucks, three bucks. And you would have to like just peek over and look at the game. They used to have little monitors underneath the level, but they were so tiny you really couldn't see anything. But the good news was they were dirt cheap. Nobody wanted them. And if you're a kid like me, you know, I'm just going to the game. I'm going to eat. And, you know, I had no idea what's going on. You know, just the other guys playing the game. So, and that's how um, those poles came to be and that's why you heard of the obstructed seats that's that infamous uh, seat that nobody wanted in the hemisphere arena but enough of a walk down memory lane let's take a walk into the future paul and i again you're putting your fan rep hat on fans they gotta know unless you're gonna tell me something different but there's nobody on this roster that screams franchise player is there i mean the closest we've got is you know, DeMar DeRozan, he's a, you know, in the West, he's a borderline all-star. Unfortunately, that's the, unfortunately, that's the truth. I mean, you saw that run he went on. He can, I mean, and we've seen him the last year and a half. He can, he can take over a game, but then there's times when it looks like, you know, he's out of gas, you know, and shouldering the load. I mean, is it, you know, is that, is that, you know, that, that is feeling or, you know, can, can his, can it be maximized with you know with a little more, with a little more help? Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, right right now as this roster shows, um, you know, Demar Derozan's the the closest thing we have got to a to an All Star, and and uh, you know, Lamarcus is you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, he's, <laughs> he's not he, franchise. Slowly faded. I love the guy. Yeah, I love the guy. I grew, you know, grew up a Longhorns fan too. Now you know, Longhorn on my favorite team, like. Ah, you know, I, I you know love his game yeah. too. I mean, he still yeah. he can still put in the work, and you saw him in, in Zion's first game. He was like, um, "So guys, I've been doing this for over a decade in the NBA. Let me show you how it's done, Zion." 
Yeah. And then, then that kid, that kid just goes off and splashed all those threes. That was fun. <laughs> but, uh, well, here's the thing. But I mean, um, yeah. Oh, Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, once you get past that, you know, the, the two vets, you know, it looks like, you know, DeJounte, Podal, and White, those are, you know, those those are, you know, they're still a couple years away from, you know, reaching borderline all-star. But, you know, maybe, you know, it looks like they're on the right, you know, the right path, you know, with maybe DeJounte or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I would I would have to say maybe White. You know, they got the... I mean, maybe they can work their way in, but hey, hey, we're in the West and yeah. you know, reach an all-star. So, you know, to build around somebody, you know, you want to build around an all-star, mm-hmm. you know, the West, how, you know, how, how is, you know, a guard, somebody in the backcourt really going to, going to break through. Right. Well, look, you know, as of right now, as this recording of this show, you and me, this roster doesn't really scream, hey, this guy's a franchise type player. There's no like Zion, for example, you look at him like, okay, this kid is special. You know, you look at this current roster, there's ones that are close. Like, hey, you know, DeJounte's getting there. You know, he admits himself that he's still a work in progress. Popovich has come out and said it. But, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Uh, LMA looks like he's on the back end of his career already. And, you know, he's still trucking along. But, you know, his his day is going to come sooner than later. And DeMar, um, you know, there's a reason why Toronto was okay trading him because they got themselves a franchise-type player, which is Kawhi Leonard. Now, to be fair, it took Kawhi Leonard a while before he turned into Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we saw that towards the end of his stay in San Antonio before well, the drama began. So knowing that, knowing that, uh, for an example, Kawhi Leonard really didn't become the megastar he is till a few years down the road, you're a stats guy. Um, you mentioned to me before we record that you love stats. Is there anybody statistically that could come close to that? That's part of the young crew, like Lonnie or Dejounte, or or even White, or, some, or maybe somebody else. You no, know, uh, yeah, I did a little homework last night when when uh, when uh, let me know that I was going to be on. So I think the only thing that I found was um, you know barely reaching borderline All Star. You know, Dejounte Murray. You know his PER. It's, it goes to Rosen, Aldridge, you know, though their you know, their PER. I know it's not the end all be all what you know what the, what it says about the player, but it's a good, you know, uh measuring stick and they're 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 in the twenties still, so that's you know, that's good. That's why some nights, you know, we can hang with uh with some of the big boys. But then the the PER jumped down to DeJounte and then and then everyone else is just at you know, at at an average level. Like it you know, it could be DeJounte because, you know, the way his uh the way he gets after it on defense, I mean, that's the that's the key thing. I think that's what you know, uh, what uh, you know, the Spurs could have used a little more at the beginning of the season when he was on his minutes restriction. It seemed like, you know, the the, the sitting him out like the fourth the, the fourth quarter runs when you know we, mm-hmm. we all know in the fourth quarter Spurs. You know, it seems like I thought that was just hey, once Dejounte gets in the closing lineup, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of hard to play him in the closing lineup also with his you know with his jumper still. A work in right. progress, you know. So I mean, I think Dejounte has the has you know the tools to, yeah. to you know get you know maybe get a little stronger, cut more confidence in the jumper, you know, facilitate the ball, you know, limit the turnover. You know, we need, I think you want to see you know that assist to turnover ratio go up to somebody you know a little better. Like uh, I think I was looking at it; it's a uh, it's around like a two a two to one ratio. You want to see that? Yeah. Like, and then I looked it up. Richard, Richard Rubio is like a three to one, you know, a full assist more. 
which, you know, helps an assistant, you know, means like an easier bucket for a teammate, right. which improves y'all, you know, hope, hopefully that's a three at that too. We haven't even gotten to the, you know, a lot of this is a lot of the spur struggles is, uh, is you know, uh, from the three, you know, behind the line, you know, right. defensively and sometimes offensively, you can't keep up. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, I agree with you. I think DeJounte is probably the, the next all-star that this team has. Um, but as far as franchise player, you, you know, I'm not there yet with DeJounte, you know, to say, yeah, he is going to carry this team by himself to the promised land. You know, I'm not there yet. I might hope he gets there. Um, look, he's coming off an, an injured season. He missed an entire season because of that injury. Popovich has come out and said that they're not expecting him to be the leader. They expected him just to get better. And DeJounte himself said it, I think, after the last uh, game versus OKC. He said, I talked to the media that he's not there yet still. And he, he recognizes it, too. So I think he's still a work in progress. But I do hope he gets there. Of course, you got your trio of rookies in Austin, you know, Samanich and Johnson and Weatherspoon. And again, they're good players, at least what we've seen on the G League level. But we haven't really seen what they can do at the NBA level yet. So we still got to hold out. But no, and I think this leads back to our first uh, topic as far as rebuilding and retooling. You know, look how the Spurs were were built to the Goliaths they were. You know, they drafted Tim Duncan. They drafted David Robinson. They they dug deep and they found Parker and Ginobili. And, you know, they made a trade in the draft for Kawhi Leonard. You see where I'm going with this. It seems they built in the draft with really good picks and high picks or number one picks, two of them, Robinson and Duncan. That I think, in my opinion, that's the only way they'll get to the promised line. They got to get themselves that franchise player. They got to get the player that put them on their back. And let's go. And as of right now, I don't see that within this roster. Things can change this offseason. You know, obviously they are going to change. You're going to see players move. You're going to see somebody stay or go. Looking at Demar Derozan. So we'll see where this Spurs team is at. But you know, Paul, before we. Um, you know, segue into our next segment. Um, does the fact that the Spurs don't have a franchise type player right now, do you think that bothers Spurs fans? Do you think it worries them? Or is this still a situation of, well, you know, we still got to rebuild? You know, I think, uh, you know, Spurs fans, you know, I, you know, I like, I'll, I'll always go to the games. You know, like I said, you know, living here in Houston, when every time they come, you know, I'm, I'm there at the Toyota Center. So, you know, with the, you know, with our struggles the last year and a half, you know, I'm still going to the games. I'm still watching every night, but, uh, you know, I can see a few uh, Spurs fans, you know, kind of more fair weather fans like, Oh, you know, where they would have turned on the game or went out with some friends to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe now, maybe now they're a little more like, nah, Spurs suck. I don't really, yeah. nah, I don't want to well, go. You're seeing a lot nah, of that. Why are we going to watch the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. I mean, why are you going to watch the game? They're gonna, They're just going to blow the for <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, right on cue. That the other night against uh, against Denver, I think we all saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, we did. That, yeah. that was the easy. That uh, I think, yeah, that was that was bad. I, I think that ball. game, I think that game broke the backs of a lot of the Spurs fans. I think at that point, uh, they recognized this team is what it is, and even though they beat OKC, it still you know was happy, and everybody was you know sarcastically having fun with it afterwards saying oh we're going to car honking downtown san antonio and it was fun and i think that did well for spurs fans morale and i think it's just to lift spirits and hey you know you know just boost their spirits but overall we know the reality is this team has work to do they're they're gonna have a hard time to get into the postseason even matt bonner said it 
recently in an interview with ESPN San Antonio that it's going to be tough for them to make the postseason. So there's a lot of work to get. They're not out of it yet. Mathematically, they're not out of it still, Paul. And that's the great thing. There's still a puncher's chance. And look, if history repeats itself, then hopefully it does. Because remember, last season, they struggled all the way up to the rodeo road trip, and then they turned it on towards the end of the rodeo road trip, and they made a big push, and they got in the postseason. They took Denver to seven games. I'm hoping that situation happens again. They got themselves a big win versus OKC right before the break. Hopefully it'll continue and then make that push towards the end of the season. All right. When we get back, Paul and I are going to continue our chat about your San Antonio Spurs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back and I'm joined by Paul Saldana, mega Spurs fan on this episode or fan episode of Locked On Spurs. You know, Paul, I like to do this every once in a while. I'll give the platform to Spurs fans and let them represent the Spurs fandom. Uh, before we put a wrap on this episode, is there any other topics out there that I didn't talk about that Spurs fans are definitely talking about right now that needs to be addressed? Um, well, I think the one thing on everyone's Spurs, on all Spurs fans' mind is, uh, you know, finding the right backcourt combination, you know, for, for this. You know, if we're going to make a run, like, you know, like we're all hoping for, you know, hopefully it's one last, you know, Pop can whip, whip, it, whip them up and one last time, you know, one epic run to the eighth seed and then, then meet the buzzsaw late, you know, but into the buzzsaw that's the Lakers. You know, Bella, you know, Bellinelli and Forbes, you know, getting minutes to, like, you know, how does, how, you know, you understand Forbes, I think everyone knows Forbes spaces the floor. Which, which you know, helps opens up the offense for Demar to do his thing, for Lamarcus to do his thing. Where Lonnie, you know, he, he we've seen him take a few threes, but you know, not as he doesn't have that kind of quick draw the way forward. Oh, I got it! I'm shooting! I got it! I, you know, because he'll either go. We, we've seen those nights where he goes, you know, five for eight, and and you know the Spurs look good, and then we've seen the nights where him, you know, Forbes, Mills, uh, you know, sometimes even White kind of struggle yeah. from beyond the arc and and you know the Spurs just can't hang because you know those are our three point threats and mm-hmm. you know let's let's face it the NBA is you know like Pops you know I, I never realized it now until you know Pops been saying like oh the NBA's kinda you know ruined the ruined the game but as long as you shoot more threes, you know, the odds are you're most likely gonna win. Look 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 at the Rockets, they're all in. They just mm-hmm. face the floor out. The paint's wide open. Take it if you take it if you want it, you know. But you're gonna have to hit threes in this in this NBA to to make some to make some noise. And you know, we just you know our three point shooters just so happen to be our our, our worst defenders. Yeah. And then and then we get run for the, and you know and it makes it you know makes those it makes Demar and the Marcuses when they're when they're working hard down in the down in the block and inside you know making those nice looking turnaround jumpers or fadeaway you know for two. When you can just roll off, roll off the screen and shoot a three, like, you know, how, you know, how, are we going to join the three-point revolution or get left behind in the, 
in the dark ages and oh. you know, missing missing the playoffs, eight, you know, eight seventh seed, eighth seed, first round exit. You know, how do we you know, how do we join the the new NBA? You know, that's something, you know, with Pop getting up there, you know, on maybe on his way out in the next couple of seasons. You know, where where where's the trend you know, when does the transition start? Yeah, exactly. Hey, but the Spurs are the trendsetters in mid-range shots. There's something there. But we know mathematically yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The three-point shot is worth more points, obviously, than the two-point shot. But, hey, you, you know what, look, you know, I can't even look at the G League right now because I'm saying, well, Keldon's not the greatest three-point shooter, nor is Luca, nor is Weatherspoon. Uh, so they got some work to uh, cut out for them uh, if they want to join this new era of the NBA and, uh, it's going to take time, but uh, but yeah, that that's definitely been on the lips of Spurs fans lately. And although Paul Pop did throw out there at one point during the last game, uh, Walker, White, and Murray. What do you think about that? Oh my goodness! Uh, are you kidding? Me? I was like, oh, you know, that that's the that's the backcourt you know we want to have out there. Um, didn't, didn't I think I remember seeing like a super small lineup? It might have been it, it, it was it was one of them. It was, it was them, maybe Forbes, Demar, and even Lamar. Like Lamarcus was the mm-hmm. down low. DeRozan was there, and then it was, I think, like it was those three, or maybe, or it was either Forbes. Like, so this, they they kind of have a little lineup flexibility. It's just defensively, you know, you know the the only guy who you know seems to get after it on well, two guys, Dejounte and and Derek. You know, they're the there are two better defenders. Lonnie Lonnie's shown he can you know he can he's athletic enough to stay in front of guys. Uh, you know that when you get those three on the court together, you know it could be a you know defensive monster. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know there are when you, when you think of all their offensive games, you know they're a little limited. You know Derek White, you know you want to see his three points go up, but he, I mean he, him driving to the to the basket, you know it looks like a little bit bigger. You know I'm not saying Tony Parker, I'm not calling him Tony Parker. He doesn't have that spin and teardrop yet, but he's just as, you know he's fat. Him and Lonnie, you can tell they have. They have that that gear that you know not not all players have. They can they blow right past people, get to the lane. Like Derek White's a little more crafty. Un, you can tell crafty under the rim, where you know uh, Lonnie's looking to, to yamming. And I think you've been saying it. Once he gets that one, the, you know it, I think the floodgates will open. He's just going to be you know like Zion poster dunks you know all the time. Just we should get that one where he just booms it. You know the crowd goes wild, breaks the rim. And then, uh, and you know, hopefully they just keep on coming. And, yeah. Well. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's yeah. an exciting young backcourt core. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine now there. coming off the bench of that with that unit? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. But hey, that's still a uh, ways to go. Hopefully, um, you, you know what? I, and I'm saying it over and over again. I'll say it again. You know, I'm hoping it. I mean, it's a kind of a a win-win situation, but it's also bad-bad. But it's good-good. It's like one of those weird situations where. Let's get to the point, pretend that they're already mathematically out of the postseason this year. I'm saying just go for it, man. Just bring Keldon, Luke, and Spoon down and just roll the dice. Let them get some reps in. And they got nothing to play to to root for other than the future at that point. So I, you know, I'm hoping that's what they'll do if they do become mathematically out of it. But until then, just crossing fingers. All right, Paul, it's time to show and tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and especially Twitter. Because they're going to come at you now, Paul. They're, they're going to hate your takes. They're going to say, what's this guy talking about? So 
give them your Twitter so they can come at you, Paul. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm usually pretty active on uh, Twitter. It's uh, P Saldana five two. Just just my name and you know, the numbers five two. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll uh, look forward to hopefully <laughs> made a couple good points. And if people don't agree, then you know I'll find a way to to back it up with some stats that I've been looking up. But uh, and by the way, yeah. By the way, do you want to give us any other quick stat that you dug up for this show that was kind of interesting? Um. You know, I think one one thing on the shows that that I've been hearing is, you know, where's Rudy Gay and all this? He's just kind of where the heck is that guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, and then and and Podal, his his PER is actually number forty seven in in the league. You know, and he's on the you know he, in his limited minutes. Like, I you know if in the second unit you kind of see Podal out there. I'm not you know it's it's, it's jokish light like. Diet, diet, you know, Hill Country Fair joke. It's like he gets it at the top of the key, kind of using his body, and you just see Derek White just hug. You know, it looks like a, you know, it, it, it reminds me of you know Jokic and Murray running that action at the top of the key, like, and his assist numbers look good. Like, I, I want to see a little more Podal, and you know, where's Rudy Gay? He's, you know, he's getting paid like the, you know, the third option, and you know his uh. You know, his quiet season is, you know, every, numbers are down uh, <laughs> for him. So, yeah. And by the way, those listening in right now, um, Paul actually has a background in analytics and he's actually worked with some uh, major sports outlets. Like, uh, I think you told me um, Fox Sports and ESPN. Is that correct? Yeah. I uh, started at the Express News, uh, moved up to ESPN where uh, I worked in stats. And uh, then I moved mm-hmm. on to, uh, it, I was in stats and then I moved to like a web editor. And uh, mm-hmm. actually wrote a few pieces about this about the Spurs. Uh, and back in 2017, we had like mm-hmm. a big NBA project where we're, um, uh, it was uh, like one for each team. Like, what are, what are you looking forward to at the start yeah. of the season? We did we did it for each team, you know. And I did the Spurs I, nice. uh, blog blog post. So yeah, cool, that big background in stats. You know, I like I like getting my hands dirty in the you know basketball references. You love those stats, don't you? Yeah, Paul. Paul, I'm going to get you on the record now. You know I'm going to have to tap you on the shoulder now when I say, Paul, I need a quick stat. Tell me how Derek White is doing <laughs> this game. So be ready for that, Paul. We'll I'm one of you now. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Travel Paul, yeah, there you go. He got it. He, everybody heard it. Y'all are a witness. All right. Paul told you where you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Speak to the Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone right now. News for San Antonio, fox29sanantonio.com. I know it's a few days off until the Spurs resume play, but – if you want to see how uh, Weatherspoon and Eubanks did recently, uh, the Austin Spurs got a win. It's on the Spurs zone. Go check it out. As well as what do other Spurs fans feel about the potential all-stars that this roster has moving forward? Because we all know for All-Star 2020, there is no single spur going to any event. But who are the next ones up? One of our writers, Marquez Anderson, wrote about that. So go check it out right now. But for Paul Saldana, Thank you for coming on, by the way, Paul. Appreciate you. I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.